Okay, so uh, feel-good movie of the year, Golda. No, it's not a comedy. Did I see something different? I think you did. My bad. Did you have to show your AARP card at the door? I did. Yeah, it, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I was probably the youngest person in the theater by at least 30 years. Uh, same um, for me. Same for yeah. me. It was actually was... fun to be the youngest for yeah. once. Yeah. yeah. Me and my wife they... went and saw it down in San Diego when we were down there, and or Orange County, excuse me. And yep, same thing. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of um, recent hip surgeries and a lot of coughing. <laughs> pretty short, uh, some near-death experiences. <laughs> but, Broken hips. <laughs> yeah, but uh, we made it through the movie, and and uh, I'm better for it. I'm going to make him an awful camera field. I see dead people. Hasta la vista, baby. You can't handle the truth! I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Golda, it's a biographical drama on Golda Meir, who was the prime minister of Israel, uh, and then uh, the Yom Kippur War. Thankfully, we are blessed on this podcast because we have um, the director of IBEX for the Masters University, and that's Dr. Jason Beals. And IBEX, for those of you that don't know, aren't familiar, is our um, program that we have where we send students over uh, for a whole semester over to Israel, and they do school over there. So, Dr. Beals, okay, can you give us some historical, before we kind of get into, you know, the nitty gritty and everything about this movie, um, just give us some historical context in terms of what's going on, why was there a war, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you have uh, the state of Israel becoming the state of Israel in 1948 um, after uh, some war. So Israel has had kind of three main big wars, 1948, uh, and then 1967 was the Six-Day War, um, in which uh, multiple Arab countries tried to invade, uh, and Israel uh, by itself uh, defeated those Arab countries and uh, took over some um, areas like the Golan Heights, and things like that. In 1973, uh, this, uh, two countries, in particular Syria and Egypt, uh, tried to, to surprise attack um, Israel on their most holy day, uh, Yom Kippur. And, uh, and so this movie gives you kind of the political intrigue and backstory of a, a war that most of us don't even think about because it's not a part of our we don't study it uh we don't think about it um probably why you have a lot of people who are um in the the older stage in life lived through it and so they got to you know see it on the news and things like that for most of us um it's really uh new stuff uh helping us understand and see um just the uh, really on a knife's edge, Israel's survival is uh, even now. Um, and uh, and so they they were on the brink of destruction during 1973. I think it was a 19-day war in which um, it could have went either way for a while. And then uh, and when we go to Israel and we do tours and trips and things like that, we see some of those areas. Uh, Matt, you'll you'll get to see some of those uh, on on a trip uh, in which you'll. Um, the you know this this battle that happened up in Golan as well as all the way down south um, with Egypt and Syria, a big deal uh, for the nation of Israel. They came out as winners uh, of that war, but at great cost. 
I'll, I'll be honest with you. The first thing that this is totally superficial, but the first thing that really struck me with this movie is man, gold in my ear smoked a lot. It was yeah. like, <laughs> like, it is like nonstop. I mean, she was, man, it was, she was a smoker. And obviously, you know, the movie deals a lot with that because she's getting treatment, uh, cancer treatment throughout the film. And it, it's very hush hush and quiet because here she is the prime minister. Right. And you don't want that leaking out and getting out. So talk, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the worldview. Let's talk about what's uh, perceived, um, portrayed as good, what's portrayed as evil. You know, it's fascinating is uh, Golda is um, the only female prime minister that Israel uh, has had. And she is, uh, she's, you know, often, the, as is often the case, the the moment is, uh, is going to either make people uh, shrink away or shine, right? You think about uh, Chamberlain in World War II, uh, and, uh, and then, um, and then along comes uh, Churchill and, uh, and leads uh, England. Same thing for uh, Golda, is uh, that she you know, bat- I think what the movie does is it shows that she battled not just uh, health issues, anxiety, the weight of the decisions, the fact that she knew certain decisions that she would make would result in the loss of life. She knew that it kind of weighed on her. And yet when she needed to make those decisions, she didn't shrink back. She she met um, the challenge, so to speak, uh, in, in a lot of ways. And and uh, a lot of that through her ability uh, in the diplomatic realm uh, and the U.S. Uh, backing, but not overtly backing Israel at that moment. And, and not only was she political and diplomatic with uh, the U.S., even within her own ranks, yep. she was a master at removing people she needed to, yet still making them feel like they were a part of it. There's a loyalty component there that uh that the movie demonstrated that i'm going to assume was real uh in regards to how she especially with moshe diane um you know how how she treated him and um you know during his kind of moment of lapse of judgment and struggle and everything like that and so and even taking the blame uh there's that scene in the film where she talks about how uh she'll take the blame for one of the incidents that happens uh and just again the integrity component there uh, says a lot. I mean, you, you look again, it's, it's, you, it's, we probably shouldn't compare it to some of the political figures we have nowadays, but you see a lot of these people and they're just weasels, right? Yeah. And spineless and have no loyalty and will flip on a person in a dime. And I don't want to name any names, but you know, you know who they are. And oh, yeah. so it's, it's always the see- previous president's fault. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so, you know, just to just see here and the, and this movie starts, opens and ends with an inquisition in regards to uh, the actions that she took. And so that kind of frames the movie and allows us to even then also see how she takes on, um, you know, hard questions about the choices she made and doesn't shy away from them. Uh, and so uh, I, I think that's that's I can re- I respect that. I think the other thing we saw is a restraint of power um, and just the power that she had. She talked a couple times about how she could just go in and bomb Cairo um, and destroy them. Um, but <clears throat> there's obviously a lot of political um, mistakes that would cause for her in doing so with the U.S. and whatnot. So it shows where she had a control of emotion because she was mad. She was angry. She was upset and wanted to do this. 
but knew in doing so she would hurt her country for the long term and the support she had of, of their allies like the U.S. in doing so. So I think there was a lot of showing a restraint of power and even even the her emotions. Um, and it was interesting. I was doing a little bit of reading um, on the background and some of the things that she was kind of accused Wikipedia. of. Wikipedia, Matt, were you doing your usual Wikipedia? Yes, Wikipedia. Yes. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I did. I did some. Chat GTP. Tell me. Exactly. <laughs> I was about to say my legitimate research and then he went and ruined it with chat GPT. That's what it was. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, um, no. And just how uh, kind of a lot of people within the country um, found her to be weak during that time. Um, and again, this is a movie and only so much of it technically has to be true, right? To be, be considered like a, a bi- biography, but I'm going to claim it state. It happened that it was true, but she, um, but within the movie, you actually see this, that that restraint, and you see her taking on the weight of the weight of the country, really, um, and not just currently, but in the future. I mean, she was genuinely afraid that this was the end of Israel. Yeah, and I, I think for good reason because it it was uh, the most precarious point that they have had, um, and uh, so I think, yeah, she's um, you know, I mean, she's she's not well remembered for the younger generation, even in Israel. I mean, they know her, they know her picture, they know, you know, what happened, but I think what, what this does is kind of bring her to uh, a realism for, for them. In fact, I think when you go to Israel, um, you know, they have a a whole ice cream, um, mega ice cream shop called Golda, uh, where, you know, you'll go get your ice cream, uh, you know, down on Ben Yehuda street. Dude, that's, that's my dream, man. When I'm gone, that they say, you know what? Hey, in honor of Matt Green, we're doing hot fudge Sundays. Come yeah, on I over think, here, get a hot fudge Sunday. I think it'll be more outhouses, but uh, <laughs> in, in the cafeteria, we're gonna rename our, our ice cream, our soft serve Touché. after Touché. you. The one that breaks down. Yeah, the one that breaks down. Um, is it working today? It may be. Right. Yeah. It's just like Matt. Matt Green more. Not sure. Then <laughs> sometimes yeah, it's working, sometimes it's not. Yeah. Yeah, but. It has a nice vanilla flavor with a hint of sarcasm. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, I think what this does is that, you know, for us, it, you know, it gives us greater insight into the modern state of Israel uh, as Americans. But I, I think, um, I think it was maybe 10 years ago. It could be, I don't know, you know specifics on it. When they released secret documents that go back to the 73 war, the Yom Kippur war that, where I think this writer and director drew, drew some of that um, mm, out. Of that. Got it. Um, and it just kind of makes her more like a real person who is vulnerable, who is weak uh, sure. physically, um, yeah. yet when the moments are needed, will stay strong. Um, because had they not um, had they not forced the issue of Egypt to recognize and to surrender, um, they would have continued to attack um, at the next um, available time. And so that was a, a very strategic um spot for her to enter in and uh, for the for israel to force egypt to recognize them as israel so jason i have a, I have a question for you um based on just an observation throughout the movie something that i actually there was something i expected to see but did not see um i expected to see a presence of them talking about god right because of of israel but there seemed to be almost a complete absence of god except there was one scene where Golda is alone in one of the rooms and she just puts her hands 
um, down on the table, you know, just kind of hunched over, you know, and says, what do you want from me? And then she kind of walks away. And I, I don't know if she was talking about the other people, the other leaders that were in the room with her, or was she referring to God? So I guess my question is within the, you know, I don't know your knowledge of the current Israeli government, but how much is God an aspect in their in their government? And well, their government typical is, to be absent. Yeah, it's a complicated um, political process that would go well beyond the the real props um, here. <laughs> uh, I would say that you have you have hard right uh, conservative religious, uh, and then you have liberals uh, who are Jewish but don't believe in God. For instance, even Golda herself, from what I've read, um, she was an atheist. Um, but this is this is the, the way that she phrased it again from what I've read about her is that um, she said, uh, I believe in the Jewish people and the Jewish people believe in God. And so it was kind of like a, I'm atheist, but I'm I'll be religious because my people are religious. And 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 you saw even throughout the whole movie, like she was about the state of Israel. Like that was her utmost uh, spot of of. Um, really working hard to secure uh, for. And I, at the end of that um, movie, I, I found really fascinating because they did show uh, real clips of her interacting. Yeah. All uh, throughout the, the movie, they did that. Yeah. yeah and at the very end, there was this discussion that she was having. And she was talking about, you know, that she hoped that um, a, a political leader for Israel will rise up and, uh, and, and hopefully there'll be a time of peace. And and what she's talking about is, uh, I don't know if she was specifically um, meaning to talk about this, but from a biblical perspective, I mean, that is the that is the messianic hope, right? That there will be a religious political leader, uh, a king who will rule the earth uh, in and instill a time of peace. Uh, unparalleled, I mean, that's our biblical hope that we have, that uh, I think, sadly, she she really didn't have that um, from a religious standpoint or from a conviction standpoint. She was more of a political piece. Um, but there, you know, it just reminded me of um, the the fact is that Israel still is looking for her Messiah. Uh, and um, and we know that one day they will look upon him whom they have pierced and mourn. And, uh, and he will, when he comes back, Christ will set up this messianic kingdom that Israel will be a major part of, uh, that will be a, a peace across the world. And so I think even in this secular movie that has a lot of Israel's modern history, you start to see like the, the need for, even though they don't talk about it until the very end, and it's very brief, the need for someone who can lead them into a time of peace. Thank you for listening to Real Profs, a production of the Center for Thinking Biblically. To support this ministry, please visit thinkbiblically.org donate. To learn more about the Master's University on campus and online undergraduate and graduate programs, visit masters.edu.